Good morning and welcome to our daily time in the Word of God and prayer. This is Wednesday morning, February 24th. I'm glad you're along with us. If you're new today, welcome to you. I hope you will enjoy this time. We all need the Word of God every day in our lives. We need to be praying every day. And I'm offering this time in the Word and Prayer as a service to you to help you be, be faithful and develop this habit in the Word of God. There's nothing you could do better than to develop the habit of every day hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, and praying. Whether you do that individually or with others, it doesn't matter. It's importantly just the Word and prayer. We get it into our lives. This morning, I'm excited about our verse. I think it's uh, that we're just going to look at one verse, and it's a very, 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 very important verse. How do we know this? Well, that's what Peter tells us. As we're working our way through the book of 1 Peter, we get to this chapter 4 and verse 8. And he says, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. I think whenever, you know, in Scripture or anywhere, as someone is instructing us on something or teaching us about something, if a professor would say this, a pastor, a parent, and they said, Above all, everything I've told you, everything I've said, above all, I want you to catch this. I want you to remember this. I want you to do this. They're making it a priority statement. And Peter here is making this a priority statement. And that is what? That we be fervent in our love for one another. You know, years ago, as a young Christian, I remember hearing a message, and it was turned into a book by George Verwer, the founder of Operation Mobilization. And uh, George Verwer, I love the man. He's had a great impact on my life as a, as a new Christian, a young Christian. And he, the title of his message was called A Revolution of Love. And he raised the question that was asked then and is still being asked today, what's wrong with the church? Why doesn't, why doesn't the church have more power? Why isn't the church more effective? Why doesn't the church affecting our culture more, seeing more happen? What's the key to revival? And so on. And his, and his answer was, the answer, what he answered and proposed, is the answer to that question is found in every book of the Bible, every book of the New Testament, where we're told that we need to love one another and where love is given a priority. Indeed, in the Gospels, it is the great commandment to love God. And the second is like it. The second great commandment is like it. To love one another on these two principles, on these two commandments, to love God and to love others, depend all the law, everything, all the all the law that God gave us, and all that all that God really asks of us as human beings, everything. If you love God and you love others, you've done well. In Acts, we see love in action. Uh, I don't know if the word actually appears in that book, but boy, do we see it in action, don't we? As the believers practically loved one another. In Romans, it says, Oh, no man anything except to love him. For if you love him, you've completed the whole law. In Corinthians, of course, we have the great love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, that we love, uh, that describes love, the greatest, one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. Galatians, we see that love is the fruit of the Spirit. In Ephesians, we see how the, the, the believers were to uh, love one of this one this part of our spiritual armor. At, well, it, it, the church. That is, the church grows until we are perfected in love. 
we could go through the entire New Testament and find that book after book after book prioritizes love. It prioritizes. And here we come to Peter. And of course, Peter says, above all, keep fervent, keep hot, keep zealous, keep, 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 don't let your love grow cold. Don't let your love become apathetic or passive. But above all, stay aggressive, fervent, hot in your love. Why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. You know, we've talked a lot in 1 Peter about things like forgiving one another, returning a blessing to someone who cursed us. Uh, rising above has been one of our themes here since for this year as we've been on this uh, journey together here on this live stream. We've talked about we want to rise above. We want to be better. We, we, we need to be better Christians. Our message needs to be clearer. Our, our, we need to articulate it better. And as we've talked about rising above, so much of it has to do with how we treat those who are difficult to love. Maybe they've insulted us, hurt us, persecuted us. Maybe, maybe it's been difficult to forgive. And Peter says here that love covers a multitude of sins. I know many of us have tried at different times, say, I want to forgive somebody. We pray a prayer and we say, Father, I forgive them. We, in our heart, we make a commitment. I will forgive them. And yet it can be difficult. It can remain. The, the negative feelings can remain. The, 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 you know, the, the upsetness, being upset at someone can remain. And what can we do about it? I wonder if sometimes the answer is it's time to intentionally love that person. It's time instead of just saying in my heart and just between me and God, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive. That maybe God is wanting us to reach out specifically somehow to love them, to love them. Maybe that involves blessing them. Maybe it involves some words. Maybe it involves an act of kindness, a good deed. I remember one time a, 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 a fella gave me three shirts you know, I like, you know, I always wear these nice button down shirts. And uh, he told me he just wasn't wearing them anymore and he'd outgrown them all. But I know, you know, I look back on it later and I realized that guy was having difficulty loving me. And he was trying to do a good deed that he knew would help him uh, have a better attitude towards me. And I, I'm glad he did that. You know, lots of times people hurt us because they're struggling. People mistreat us. It's not our problem. It's their problem. And they just spill out their anger. They spill out their life frustrations. They, 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 the, the things that are going on wrong in their own heart, they spill out upon us. And they mistreat us. They hurt us. They, they, and, and, and then we want to withdraw because they hurt us. And so sometimes the answer is not only do we forgive them, but we should go minister to them. How, what a wonderful thing. If instead of instead of uh, us withdrawing from the people who hurt us, we minister to them, we rise above, we help them, we bless them, we win them. Now you can't always win, and so you can't always win them. We don't do this only in order to win them, we do this because we're Christians. We do this because we obey Jesus. We do this because we don't wanna be drawn down to their level. We wanna rise above their level. And we want to be godly people. You know, I've just finished my time on campus here at uh, University of Florida, which 
really slow. It's kind of like a ghost town out there. We have difficulty getting many people to stop. But I'm reminded of my times on campus almost daily. People would mistreat me. Almost daily, they'd call me names. They'd lie about me. Here it happened too, you know, there weren't very many people out there, but you know, like what you believe is a bunch of, and I can't repeat it here, uh, and you know, you're an ignorant, dumb, blankety blank blank for believing any of that stuff. I'm, you know, on and on and on they go. I don't want to be drawn down to his level. I want to rise above that level because, because our goal is not to win an argument. Our goal is to win a person, ultimately. That's how the kingdom of God grows. I want to mention that I, 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 a lot of us on this stream may be a little bit older. I don't know. I mean, I'm older than young people. We'll put it that way. I've noticed in my life, and I think I've noticed in a lot of other people too, that what drew me, a lot of what drew me to, to the church early on was love. Real, genuine, loving relationships. I was a single guy as a teenager. I was looking for friends. I was looking for relationship, and I found something special there. And so when I heard the message of love and I saw it demonstrated, it, it lit a fire within me. And this became my goal and my desire, to love people. As a matter, I remember praying, God, if you could love through me, just make me a channel of your love and love the world through me. And that was the focus of my prayers. Somehow as I grew older, um, and I've seen this in many others, we don't stop loving or stop being feeling love is important, but in, in, in our Christian understanding and in our understanding of the world, truth becomes a bigger issue. And we begin to take a stand for what's true because we realize that love shouldn't just be an emotion. It needs to be based on, it. it sometimes love is tough. Sometimes love is hard because truth needs to enter in. It's not squishy love. It's, it's solid godly love. It's sacrificial love. I've often made the point the greatest act of love ever in the history of the world was when Jesus went to the cross. And that didn't feel good. It wasn't an emotional high for him. It was suffering. It was pain. It was sacrifice. It was commitment. And as we grow and mature, we often understand that this is what love looks like. It's less of that feel-good emotion and it's more of, you know, I, you get up your kid and you feed your kid in the middle of the night, your baby in the middle of the night, and it's sacrifice. It's laying your life down for another. That type love. And truth enters in. And we begin to say, well, it's not just emotion. Truth matters. And I'm reminded today of 1 Timothy 1, verse 5, where he says, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. And so I I'm, I'm, want to pray today that we weld together these two concepts, that love is supreme. The goal, it is the goal of our instruction. It is, above all, it is the mark of a true Christian. By this all men will know you that my disciples, if you have love for one another, Jesus said. The one who does not love does not know God, John said, for, the, for God is love. And so there, these, these priority verses, these priority, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels, have not love. If I have prophecy, don't love. If I give my sacrifice all my possessions and even give my body to be burned, but I don't have love, it all profits me nothing. And so this priority of love, but that we also, as we mold together, as we weld together these two ideas, that Christianity is, a, is the religion of truth, but the truth that we seek will cause us to more fervently love all people 
And this is what matters. For God so loved the world, right? And we ought to as well. So this morning, again, I welcome you if you're here. I think this is a really important message. I think this is a really important message that as Christians, because here's why. And I don't know whether it's our fault or whether it's what's been the world's fault or how they've positioned us. But so many young people, they don't think of us as being loving. They think of Christians as being hateful. They think of Christians as being intolerant and so forth. Now, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's accurate. And as a matter of fact, I don't think it is. I think Christians are the most loving people on earth. But sometimes in our pursuit of truth, we can be perceived as unloving people. The answer to that is not, is not that we stop pursuing truth or not that we stop standing for the truth. But the answer is that we, we up our love and we speak the truth in love and that we make sure that we are fervent in love because this is important. We do have an image problem as Christians. I want to tell you that. We do have an image problem. We can complain about it. We can think we're falsely judged. But the better answer is to make sure that we're loving people, forgiving people, being kind. We've got to rise above. We've got to be better. We've got to smash that stereotype by being people of truth and love. And we can do it. We can do it. All right? Let's pray, Let's pray about it right now. Father in heaven, we want to thank you that you... We, we just think of the verse where it says God is love. And Lord, all of us have been so touched by the, the simple truth that God so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that whoever would believe in Jesus would not perish but have eternal life. We thank you, Father, that your actions are motivated by love. Your, the whole gospel message is motivated by love. We thank you that you are love. And Father, we thank you that all who come to know you will be born and are born of God will love others. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. We confess, Father, that your love has won us. And we thank you for the truth of the Christian faith. And I want to, Lord, I've argued and debated these things for many, many years. I thank you that we can stand firmly on the truth that, that the Christian faith is not just an emotional thing or it makes us feel good. There's solid, solid truth we can stand upon, the truths of Jesus Christ and who you are. But I pray, Father, that our love of this truth would never cause us to become arrogant, hard-hearted, bigoted, uh, snobbish, pharisaical. I pray, Father, that the love of the, the, the truths that we know about you and about the gospel and about the cross would always, always, always soften our heart, cause us to have greater love for one another, greater love for sinners, greater love for those who are lost and blind, greater love for those who are in need, greater love just for everyone. I pray that we would keep fervent in our love. I pray we'd not become passive in our love. I pray we'd not be um, uh, lukewarm or cold-hearted, but that we'd be fervent and hot in our love for other people. Oh, Lord, I pray that we would, we would just be known for this. Thank you. I think of the Christians in the early days. 
how it says of them they were known for their love for one another. My, how they loved one another. Might that be said of the churches today? That we are places that anyone who comes in, anyone who enters our church, anyone who enters our small group, anyone who is around believers, they, they'd walk away saying, boy, those people love one another. They and, and our love would not just be in word, but we would love in deed and in truth. We'd love by action. I pray particularly today, Lord, for any who you said keep fervent in our love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Lord, I pray today. Oh, Lord, there's so much division, even in, in the church. And I pray today even for people who are having difficulty loving someone who's offended them in their church, in their family, in their neighborhood, at their workplace, at school. Lord, there's just a time when people who disagree with us, they're wanting to cancel us, hurt us, punish us, call, say we're in a cult, we, we're thinking wrong, we're deluded, we must be changed. It's, there's such an arrogant pride that wants to attack us. Help us, Father. It's, it's painful. We bring this pain to you. We tell you, Lord, that this hurts. But we thank you, Jesus, and remember how you loved even your persecutors and you taught us to love and forgive. And so, Father, I pray today for any who might be having difficulty forgiving. And, and, and they prayed and they forgave, they forgave in their prayers, but it still comes back. Help us, Lord. Maybe you want us to just reach out and bring love, kind words, give a blessing, maybe do an act of service that you want us to even reach out and aggressively love someone who's hurt us, that we might not just live in, in, in uh, peace with, might not just get along, peaceful coexistence, but we might go beyond that and reestablish relationships and love people. Help us, Lord. If you're bringing anyone to our mind even now, Lord, if you're bringing anyone to our mind, your Holy Spirit, help us, Father, to take action on that relationship. And that you would bring supernatural healing and your blessing would flow and your grace would be known. And in love would, we pray, Lord, that in our relationships, in our sphere, Lord, that we would not be retreating in anger or defensiveness or even trying to just be secure and safe. But we would be loving people, even those that might not love us. Help us to be known for this. Help us to be known. Lord, smash the stereotype that Christians are hateful. And might it be known that Christians are the most loving people that you can count on that walk this earth. I believe that's what we are. We thank you, Jesus. That's what you were. And so today, fill us with your spirit. This can't come from ourselves. It is the fruit of the spirit who lives in us. Thank you. The spirit of God is alive in us. Oh, Jesus. Let your fruit be born in us. Let the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and patience with others and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Let them bear fruit in and through our lives today as we interact with other people. It's a miracle. We're asking for it, Lord. Do this work within us. We yield. We make ourselves available. We want to rise above be better Christians, and we're asking that this fruit would just fill us and flow through us. We pray this, and the Lord, we pray for those, anyone that we do love or reach out to or forgive or serve. Let their hearts soften and let them be responsive to our efforts at mending relationships, at 
opening doors and at bringing our efforts at bringing the gospel to them that they might find life forgiveness that they might find peace that only comes through the knowledge of god might the gospel go forth in our land use us and send it through us we pray in jesus name amen amen and amen all right folks hey i think this is really an important message and uh, so share it with some others tell some other people you might want to listen in on this post it on your facebook send it on your twitter whatever instagram whatever social media you you use uh, it may be a blessing to other people and we've got some marching orders now don't we uh we it's the, the today's message isn't just about what we're supposed to know and think and feel it might include some things we're supposed to do so we've got some marching orders let's let's act on it, all right God bless you. Make this a wonderful day, a fruitful day. For me, I'm, I'm flying back to Columbus today, and so I will see you tomorrow. I'll be coming from Columbus and uh, from home, and I will see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, but we're going to have a great day today as well, right? All right, God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow, 8.30 a.m.